0: Okay. Um just just, a, I, I just was wondering before I started how am I going to stand? Am I going to sit? Am I going to stand? And I decided I'm going to pretend that I can just see all the chairs in front of me. So I'm standing, but my setup isn't ideal. So I've got my laptop propped on the TV against kind of wedged in between the wall and a and a shelf. So if you hear a crash, it's because the setup's failed and the laptop's fallen. But hopefully it's okay. Um, it's so fun to be able to, um, to share a bit with you all this morning. Um, I echo what others have said. It's very weird when you can just see a selection of everyone's houses. Um, but it's quite fun. I can kind of imagine that I'm in each of your different rooms. Um, I loved it earlier when I, when I came on and Bex was like, because we've been doing so many Zoom calls, she was like, oh, you've got a different angle going on today. She's like, you usually sit in the other part of the room. Um so it's quite fun. I feel like they've they've been into my parents' house. So I'm in my parents' house in Nottingham. Um or I've been since since we kind of started working from home. Um so my mum and dad are actually I think next door. I said they couldn't come in here and listen. They couldn't be in the room while I'm while I'm speaking, but I think they're listening in the kitchen, which is very weird. Um but we're carrying on this morning with um our post-Easter series on living in the light of the resurrection. So Matt T kicked us off. A few weeks ago, when he reminded us of when Jesus appears to his disciples um, for the first time after his resurrection. And he comes into the room where they are locked away out of that fear for the Jews. So they're in a place of fear. And he comes and is with them and says, peace be with you. And then a week later, he comes back um, and, he's, and he comes to them again. And Thomas is there, who's doubted him. And he meets Thomas in, in the place of his doubt, answering those specific needs. And he says, I need to touch your hands. I need to, to see, the, see the cuts. Um, and Matt reminded us of how Jesus meets us in our place of deepest fear, and he also meets us in our doubts. Then last week, Anna, Anna continued by sharing the promises of Psalm 23. She um, yeah, spoke of how we're invited into that wide open space. We're kept safe and we're guided by the rod and the staff of the Good Shepherd, and that we can know victory in the very midst of our battles. So, this morning, I want us to turn to a simple yet what I believe is an utterly powerful and transformational question. I felt God asking me personally, but I think also it 's a question that that we we can think about as a as a wider church um, but before we go into that, I want to acknowledge that on one level we 're all going through something which is very similar um, in that on a kind of a physical sense like the same restrictions, we're not allowed to get out of the house that much, we can't go to work like normal, we can't meet in church like normal. But I also recognise that that will look very different for many of us. Some of us might be feeling um, trapped, lonely, useless, overwhelmed, bored. But I think it's safe that we all feel that our lives have been limited in some way. So I think that's the kind of the, the common thread, maybe. Um, and I think in a way that we probably never felt we would ever experience Um, But I think it's this very context that we find ourselves in where actually um, there is this like limitation. We do feel that there are there is like this stripping away and the things that maybe we distracted ourselves with before have just been totally gone. Um, We might feel that we're not succeeding in our lives at the moment, that we're not being very productive, that we're actually very far from what our best is and what we know we can be doing Um, they were unable to do those things that we believed had made us valuable or worthy. And I know someone who's a bit of an, like, I like to achieve. So I'm like, so there are times and it's just, yeah, it is. That identity probably that I put into achieving and feeling successful has just been taken away. But this, we're being left, well, we've been left with us in our kind of rawest, most vulnerable and like a very real self. And it's in this that I want us to think about God asking us all, do you know that i love you and let's not dismiss that question because it's something that could almost seem so basic like we might think that's the very thing i ever learned in church is that god loves me god loves me but do we actually believe it do you believe that there's nothing we can do that will make him love us any less and there's nothing that we can do that will make him love us any more do we know that deep deep in our hearts can we say that everything that we do also can, like, stems from that place of knowing that we're deeply, deeply loved? That God so loved you, he so loved me, that he gave his one and only son, that we would not die but live and the life that we get to live is abundant and it's eternal. Um, that because of who you are, you're accepted. It's nothing about what you do and nothing can separate you from that love so that's, that's kind of where I want us to go as we go back, looking into the passage that um, Sam read so nicely for us. Um, this, this prayer that Paul writes, is, um, it comes halfway through his letter to the Ephesians. Um, and in the first half of the letter, he's been talking about God's character, about his saving grace, and that it's only by grace that we're saved. And then in the second half of the letter, he looks more at how do you live out this, this holy life in light of um, who God is. And the prayer comes, I love, right in the middle um, when he kind of it's, it's almost like the link between who God is and his his yeah his saving grace and then how we can live um and I think it's also really encouraging that Paul and he's writing to the Ephesians it's like necessary that that they have to understand this thing of God's love for them as well so it's not a thing that is like unique to us but it's it's I think all humanity um but I think it also reminds us, this is a lifelong thing. It's not something that we maybe just get once and that's it. But it is this continuing journey of, of that knowing and understanding and experiencing God's love that is transformational. So there are three things that I want us to briefly look at. Um, one is of post, our posture. The second is of our knowledge and experience of God's love. And the third is being filled to the fullness of God. So first, our posture. I think what, So what posture does, um, does Paul say that we should have? And um, in the beginning of that, he goes, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and grounded in love, and then he continues, and we'll go into that in a minute, but I think that thing of being rooted and grounded in love, so what, what does that mean? Um, Paul here mixes two metaphors from botany and architecture so the first one being rooted in love I think just like imagine a tree that's sturdy, that's growing it's got deep roots Um, and when when a plant is rooted deeply and has has strong roots so I've just seen the thumbs up from Matt S thanks (laughs) Um, but uh, as as a tree's got deep roots it can withstand droughts and storms Um, I think a tree is alive, it's sturdy, it's, um, it's growing. And I think similarly, a life of faith that is rooted means that it's alive, it's growing, it's got deep roots. And the roots, it's saying it's rooted in love. So actually, the, the thing that we get our nutrients from, the thing that makes us li- alive, makes us grow, is God's love. And I think that that's, yeah, something really um, simple on one level, but also totally transformational. Um, and then being grounded... Um, I think the we we read um, being established, but um, in terms of being grounded, it's um, you picture like a building that's got deep foundations, um, and those foundations go go down to the bedrock, and it's that which we can build everything on, um, and those strong foundations mean that a flood might come or an earthquake might come, but the foundations are deep, the deep, so actually there doesn't it doesn't crumble. I'm reminded of um, that the the man. The, the wise man building his house upon the rock. Um, and actually that that rock that we can build our lives on as we're grounding it in, yeah, God's love being the rock that is is stable. Um, so, but I think it's yeah, it's important here as well to think that so being rooted and grounded in love is not something that we can do on our on our own. I think we want to we want to do it ourselves, we want to build the foundations, we want to get those roots going. But Paul makes it really clear that this can only come through the power of the Spirit. So um, before it talks about rooted and grounded in love, he says that, that out of God's glorious riches, we may be strengthened with power through his Spirit. So it's, it's literally his, God's power through the Holy Spirit, so that Jesus lives in us. And that is how we become rooted and grounded in love. So it's really quite an annoying talk, because I can't give you like, super practical things that we can be doing, because it's actually all about God doing it to us. Um, but that moves us on to, um, to, yeah, verse 18 and 19. So now we're rooted and grounded in love. Paul then prays that we might have power. He says, um, and I pray that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. And I think that, so yeah, he's praying that we have power. But so what's the power for? Is it for us to spend longer in prayer or um, to do a better job of um, how we live our lives or to save the world? But it's incredible to, that actually Paul's praying all of this power so that we can know God's love for us. Like we need power and we need the spirit to, to, so that we can know it, just the extent of, of how much God loves us. Um, there's D.A. Carson writes in his book, A Call to Spiritual Formation. Re- sorry, a call to spiritual reformation. That this prayer from Paul assumes that his readers, Christians though they are, do not adequately appreciate the love of Christ. So again, it's this like it's it's a it's a challenge, but it's also um it's it's kind of probably part of our humanities. We need we need the power of God to re- be revealing this stuff to us. And also that the prayer isn't that we love God more, but it's that we can grasp better his love for us. Um and I think that there's yeah it's there's an intellectual side to this and it's about us knowing stuff. But then, Paul also is praying that we would experience God's love increasingly, increasingly as our lives go on. Tom Wright translate this love that surpasses knowledge by saying it's so deep that nobody can really know it. So we'll never understand in our heads how much God loves us. When we experience His love, that's when our our eyes get opened and our hearts get consumed to the extent that we can then be filled up to the fullness of God, which I think is a lifelong thing, but I think it's something that we can experience um, as time goes on. Which leads on to my third um, thought from this prayer, that, um, yeah, from that verse where it said, at the end of verse 19, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I think imagine us living lives that, that were so full of God that there was no room for our brokenness and our insecurities. Which, as I said, a lifelong thing, but it's definitely um, it, the journey that we're on. So how much of our lives do we spend seeking approval from others? Um, either it could be other people, it could be that actually there's a part of us where we think that we need to earn some of God's love, at least like a little bit, or that if we do this extra thing, then maybe he'll like us a little bit more. But actually, no, we're we're simply loved because because we're loved, um, there's nothing we can do that will make us loved anymore. God just loves us because that's who he is. And I think that us understanding that and getting to grips with that a bit more frees us up to be the person that we were created to be. Um, and actually that that's when we, we receive the fullness of, um, of God. And I think to tie it into the um, light of living in the light of the resurrection, I think that is what... The ultimate living in the light of the resurrection is is knowing that, knowing that and being free, um, to live, to live, yeah, to live that free life. Um, so just to conclude, I think that for us as saviours, lockdown has come at a really interesting time. Um, as as a kind of quite a new church community, um, I think that although it's hard not being together, and I'm I'm really excited for the time that we can be together again. I think that God is. I think we can all agree that God's doing something really remarkable amongst us. I love that, um, the creative ways that we were kind of drawing together and seeing that we've been forced out of the building on a very practical level. We've The structures of church have been totally removed from us. Um, yeah, and we're not, we're not meeting as maybe church had always been for us. Um, but yeah, we've witnessed how much more we are as a congregation to to those structures in that building. Um and I think as we've yeah, met together multiple times during the week to pray together, as more of us than ever are now in hubs and meeting regularly. Um and I know that for me it's like keeping me going and it's great. It's like I feel we we were saying in our hub that that we feel that our relationships have developed in ways that so much faster than they would have done had we been meeting um pro- well, who knows, but it's it's been incredible even over zoom how much we've how much we've connected um and um i've been doing quizzes and little games with the kids over zoom and that's been a lot of fun too um so i yeah i am intrigued as to as to where we'll be when we when we come back together um like where yeah where the kind of church community will have developed and gone to um but I feel also there's this big invitation to us right now that um, as, as distractions have been removed, as the structures have been removed, that God's really inviting us into a deeper understanding and a deeper experience of his love for us. I know it's easy for us to, to fill the time. I got into Friday Night Lights and I probably watched that a lot, like a bit too much. Um, but actually to, to withstand those distractions, and to courageously seek um, to experience and to understand more of God's love for us. Because I genuinely believe that this is the ultimate purpose for our lives and that if we understand it, then it's gonna change everything. So yeah, so this week I encourage you to let, to let this prayer sink over, like to pray it over yourselves, to let these truths sink into you and to welcome the spirit to do it. Like know that actually it's in his power. There's nothing that we can do really um, other than open ourselves up to the spirit so ask him to let go of those areas maybe where we're seeking control still or we're seeking to strive um, and strive for approval. Um, and actually, as we are strengthened in the power of the Spirit, as we see Jesus living more in our hearts by faith, and as we find ourselves more deeply rooted and um, founded in his love, we will see the fullness of God around us. And I'm so excited to see actually the, all that that could look like. Um, around finsey park around london and in each of us individually um so i may close in prayer and then hand back to you bex um so yeah father i thank you that it's all out of your glorious riches that we can experience any of this stuff that we can know you that we can um know your love um and i thank you for your love that we're it's so big that we'll never understand it um and yet yeah, it's so powerful and use long for us to understand more of your love and to know more of your love. Um, so yeah, Holy Spirit, this to like right now, would you come meet each of us? Would you show us where, um, yeah, just show us how much you love us again? Show us where we've um, we've just yeah. Well, to show us where we where we don't believe or where we're um, where we're striving in our own strength. Um, and this week, show us how we can open ourselves up more to experience you and to um to know your transformation in our lives amen amen thank you so much rosie thank you um we're just going to take a moment to-